Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Yeah. 
this morning and then um, um, I'm just happy to see you again and the songs they are really uplifting hallelujah we, we give it all when we sing so, which, which is a good thing when you do something for God you have to give it all greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I want to say um, we, we, we love you with the love of Jesus Christ, and then we, we I think the pastor is coming on Wednesday. Um, uh, I was thinking actually that we, we appreciate him, um, but not just because he is coming to preach for us. If we want to listen to him, we listen to him wherever he is. We've got sermons that we can download and listen to him. So we don't miss him because of preaching. We miss him because he's our dear pastor and our dear brother. So in other words, even one day he can't preach, we still love him and we will miss him. And the same applies to each and every brother and each and every sister. When we don't see you, we miss you because we love our brothers and our sisters equally. In the eyes of God, they are equally. So let us keep on praying for one another, our pastor, our sisters, and our brothers. Let's keep on praying and uplifting each other. So God bless you, and God bless him. And then while we just um, bow our heads, and let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, indeed it's a great day. And we are grateful and we are thankful, Lord. Here we are as your children. And we anticipate to hear from thee, Heavenly Father. As we depend with all our lives upon thee, Lord. Nothing better that we can do without you. 
We've been vain, Heavenly Father, if you are not amongst us, Lord. The gatherings will be in vain. Our singing will be in vain. Our preaching will be in vain. Our testimony will be in vain without you, Heavenly Father. So we thank you and we invite thy presence, Lord. You said in your word, where two or three are gathered in my name, there will be in their midst. And we know, Heavenly Father, that you are here this morning. Come and bless us, Heavenly Father, and circumcise our ears and our mouth, Lord, that we may take from thee, Heavenly Father, and give to our children. If there is anyone that is sick, Lord, I pray once more this morning that you undertake and you heal them, Lord. If there is anyone that is tossed about by the wind of this world, may you come, Heavenly Father, and restore and give them joy, Heavenly Father, of their lives, of their salvation, Lord. Come and bless your word, Heavenly Father, the reading of your word, Lord, as we read, Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all the church shall agree by saying, Amen. 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 Uh, let us turn to our Bibles in St. John chapter 13, and I just want to read two verses, and then we will quickly go to First John chapter 4, and then we read some few verses there also. John chapter 13, and I want to read verse 34 and 35. God bless you. And uh, if you've got it, it reads in this way. Verse 34, the Bible says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. And verse 35, he says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Amen. Now let's go to First John chapter 4 and verse 7 to 11. Verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. Verse 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 9, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. You may be seated. God bless you. <clears throat> um, so, um, you may be seated while I take few minutes of your time, even if I take more, not few, but I think uh, God will bless you. Amen. 
yesterday we, we, we were at the Civic Center here, uh, going to just to say farewell to our pastor, Pastor Mabuza, and then uh, we started at 7. We were there, I think we left the Civic Center here around 1 o'clock, we were going to the graveyards. So we, we were there sitting, listening to the wait. So you, if I take time, you mustn't complain. Me, I was there at 7 o'clock until 1. 1, we are going now to the graveyard. So we left the graveyard after uh, 3. So the whole day we were there listening. So you can't complain with me within an hour or two. Being from 7 o'clock, I was listening to the wait until 1 o'clock. Hallelujah. Yeah, so, um, but it was a nice farewell to our pastor, and then I think most of you know him. He was here in Clairefontaine, Pastor Mabuza, and then, but um, it was nice to see other brethren, and then we had a good fellowship. Anyhow, now, um, uh, first quotation here, and then I want to draw our text and uh, subject here in our sub um, title, and I just want to read from the message Faith is the Substance, and preached in 1951 in May at the 8th. And Brother Brenham says here, Now <clears throat> love one another above everything you do. Now, I want us to. Just take a note here. He says, above everything that you do, anything that you do for me, for the next person next to you, for your neighbor, for your brother, your sister, for your parents, for your children, and then Brother Brenham says, above anything that you do, love one another. Now, that will be my subject this morning that I want to talk about it. The simplicity, but I think that's what we need to do. And then, for a subtitle, just turn with me quickly to the book of Hebrews chapter 13, and then I just want to read here one verse. And then we will go. Now, the Bible says in chapter uh, 13 of Hebrews, and then it says, if you've got it, let brotherly love continue. Now, it will be our subtitle here, let brotherly love continue. In other words, it's a continuation of something that was there. So now Paul speaks about it here. He says, now, let brotherly love continue continue amongst us. Now, Jesus also, he says that there is only one thing that the people will see, whether they are believers or unbelievers, when you love one another. That is the only thing, not when you preach much more better, not when you sacrifice or you do whatever, and then he says, but when you love one another. Hallelujah. 
You know, it reminds me of something that Brother Brenham says. I think there was, uh, I just don't have that, uh, that, that quotation here. He says, there was a brother, or not a brother in actual fact, they had sort of a little convention. And when they were there, the prophet says now, there was somebody like um, an owner of a particular restaurant. And the prophet says, now this man, the way he, he, he was an unbeliever, but the way he was seeing the people, the way they conducted themselves. Then he came to Brother Brennan and says, this bunch of people that comes to your meetings, the way they dress, the way they talk to each other, the way they talk to people, you can see that they are Christians. He was, he was not a believer. And Brother Brennan came, he says now, Brother, if it happens that one of these people, they come and they don't have any other thing, but they want something to eat, you have to give it to them. And I will come and pay for it. But not, that is not the issue there. Actual fact, what I want to tell you is that this person, because he saw the way they were behaving, he saw their character, he saw the way they were acting, and then as an unbeliever, he had a testimony to say, Brother Brenham, I saw the way they talk to each other. You know, the reason why we've got issues nowadays in the families and then nationally when you look at people, the way we've got issues with our neighbors, there is only one thing that is lacking. is to love one another. And that issue is manifesting itself amongst a lot of people. People are not talking to their neighbors. People are not talking to their colleagues. Where's part of it? People are not even talking to other people. The same message because somebody belongs into a particular church. There is a problem there. But they are scholars. Understand the message from what? Genesis to Revelation. From 1947, they will quote you and say this one and that one. But there is only one simple thing. Above everything that you do, love one another. And as you love one another, you will love God. You love each other and you love God, for God is love himself. Hallelujah. For God is love himself. Now, in the message, the Great Commission, in 1958, March, and the first, paragraph 12. Just go down, brother, then I quote here. But did you ever, let me just give you, if I have found grace in your sight through God, you take my word for this. That is your prophet. He says, now, if I found grace in your sight through God, you will take my word for this. If you want to be a blessing, if you want to be a blessing and get a blessing, when a man has done you wrong and he has absolutely, he has absolutely justly, I mean he has done you wrong, and you know that he has done you wrong. And you know what people do? 
Now that is why Brother Brennan stresses here, absolutely, he has done you wrong. Even if you can go to other people, because that's what people do. When I do wrong to you, usually people, they don't come back to you and say, Brother, you have done something wrong. They go to the next person, and they want to justify themselves how the brother is not so good. So Brother Brenham says, even if you can justify yourself, go to the next sister or a brother and tell him, and really, you as a group of people, see how you can justify it, that he has absolutely done you wrong. He says, I mean, he has done you wrong, and you know that he has done you wrong. He has done you evil. No doubt about it. That he has done you evil. He says, don't mention that. You take him to prayer before God. And don't take it in a way of just a selfish and say, well, I'm supposed to do this. But stand with your shoulder to his shoulder. And stand in the presence of of God, our Father. Way a prayer should be made in the presence of God and say, Father, here is my brother. And paragraph 13, then let let God go to talking to you. So you mustn't go there and go talk to a brother. He must talk to you. And you will see maybe what that man has been through. The devil has twisted him up somewhere and caused him to do that. Though he is absolutely wrong, before you leave the throne of God, you will be feeling sorry for that man. Now here is a man that has absolutely done something evil to you. Brother Bram says, take him shoulder to shoulder in the presence of the almighty God. But when you are in the presence of God, don't go there selfishly and feel sorry for a brother. He says, when you live there, remember what Brother Brennan says. He says, as much as God uses a man, God doesn't just come, but he comes through a human being. And he uses a man for a bless for your own blessing. And then because the devil... He is an imitator. You always remember, whatever that you think of God, Satan likes to imitate. God speaks to his own children. God uses his own children. And the devil does the same thing. He uses a human being. The devil will never come and swear at you. He will never. But he will use a human being. His own lips to come and do something evil to you. So Brother Brenham says then, you need to be able to look beyond your brother. And you will be able to identify the devil behind him. That it is not him, but the spirit of Satan that is doing that. In other words, you keep on loving your own sister and your brother. Because you can realize That is not him. Hallelujah. I don't think when God created a man, 
He didn't create a man to hate each other. He never created a man to hate each other. But he created a man to have fellowship with one another. To have fellowship and love one another. And you can't have fellowship with God if you cannot have fellowship with your fellow brother. Hallelujah. And when you get back down well, he says now, and you will be sympathizing with that brother. And when you get back down to where the earth again, you will go over to that brother and shake his hand. Because you know what he has been through. You know, he, sometimes we are quick to judge. Amen? Maybe allow me to say that. You know, sometimes in the message we are too judgmental. Very, very judgmental. And sometimes I feel the reason that people that don't come back to church is just because of our attitude. Because of our attitude, even if somebody trips, it is so difficult to come to church. Not because of himself or herself, but just because of us. But we need to be very gracious. Very, very gracious. When somebody made a mistake, we should make a way much more easier for the children of God to come back to church. Nowadays, instead of lifting each other, yeah, instead of lifting each other, we are the ones that bring each other down. But that's not what the Bible says. That's not exactly what the message of the hour says. Just think of it a little bit. How nowadays people rejoice when they hear that a particular brother somewhere, just because he's not fellowshipping with us, he has done something horribly wrong. People go to the pulpit even. People, they call each other, did you hear, brother? That's the Christians today. Instead of fellowshipping about the way we fellowship about each other in an evil way. And there is no way in the Bible where it says we should do that. The Bible says now, you need to go to the brother and say, hey. That's the Bible. That's the Bible that we, we read every day. That is why when you read, I think it's First Corinthians, we like to read that one. Each and every person says, although I can speak with tongues. Although I can preach until I'm, wherever if can I erase the date? But if you don't have love for your own brother, it is nothing, absolutely. It is nothing. Because God is love. Hallelujah. So he says now, you can't stand with a mortal in the presence of God and condemn anybody. He says, I don't believe, no, say, even if he is a rank sinner. 
So you cannot say you are in the presence of the Almighty God and condemn any other person. Even if he's a sinner, you cannot, you will be very merciful and gracious for that person. And that's what we must do. And that's what the Lord himself did. That's why God himself, he saw us. So Brother Abraham says, that's why the Bible says we are all born in sin. There is no one that is better than anyone. We are all born in sin and we are shaped in iniquity. We came to this world. Nobody taught us to speak lies. We came, lies were within us. Nobody. There is no one that taught you to speak lies. You are just, it's just automatically happened because you are born in sin. So God, by his own grace, So that is why he left the heaven. He came and he died for you and me. So now we need to be very gracious. When you see somebody outside there in drugs, when you see somebody out there being in prostitution, when you see somebody out there doing things that are not wrong, we need to be very gracious. It's not a sermon. You can make a sermon with that person. We have to be very gracious for the person. Actually, we should be on our knees when we see those people doing that. So what more when you see your own brother trips? What more? But Brother Bram says here, now you cannot, being in the presence of the Almighty God, condemn any brother or any sister. You cannot do that. Now, if you can't do that, being in the presence of God, it means if you are condemning, you are not in the presence of God. You are somewhere else that we don't know. But if you are in the presence of God, you will not condemn your own brother. And he continues here. And what about a brother that has made a mistake? Though I say he is wrong, sometimes he's accused wrong when he's not wrong. So it happens. Sometimes you can, you see, sometimes that is why you have to be in prayer. Because sometimes now you hear that this brother did this and that. Now you take a phone, you phone somebody else. Now you fellowship about the person. Later you find out, ah, but he wasn't wrong. Are you going to phone again? Uh, brother, I apologize. No, you don't do it. So, but that is why for you to save yourself, not to be going around apologizing, the best way is that when you hear that, do what the Bible says. Right. Sometimes... And then, but if he is wrong, well, if we will take him to the throne of God and stand there shoulder to shoulder with our brother, knowing he is mortal, and maybe his destination rests upon our attitude towards him. How? If we can just realize that the destination of our own brother or our own sister, it rests upon our attitude towards him. 
when we come back from the throne of God, we will realize that we are everyone guilty and we all need help one from the other. And that is the best way to do is pray. Hallelujah. So the best way to do for your brother, just pray for him. The message, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, 1952, August the 10th, paragraph 12, and I read here. He says, what is fatherhood? It's an attribute of God. Then if we be God's children, if we call ourselves God's children, then God wants us to love one another. In doing so, we love God. Is that right? We love his church. The message, the statue of a perfect man, 1962, October the 14th, paragraph 312. I quote here. Now, Brother Bram speaks about, we all know the statue of a perfect man. We know that we've got um, now, but he speaks about, uh, we know that the foundation is faith, we've got, um, and the last, almost, uh, the sixth one is the brotherly kindness. Now I want to read. He says, now, 18 brotherly kindness there, all right? When we get to that, brotherly kindness, put yourself in his place on the matter. Now, when something, somebody has done something, sometimes just put yourself in his own shoes. He says, my brother sinned against me. And Peter said, shall I forgive him? He said, seven, seven times a day. And he said, 70 times seven. See? Brotherly kindness. So you have to forgive. How many times? Uh-huh. 70 times 7. Not just twice and say, ah, but this brother is taking advantage on me. No, you have to forgive. Yes, you haven't even done it 10 times, but you start complaining about it. The Bible says, forgive him 70 times 7. That is what? Brotherly kindness. Now you see, if a brother is all out of tune, don't be impatient with him. Here is a brother, we can all see that he's out of tune, but he says now, just be patient with him. See, be kind to him, go anyhow. Somebody said, not long ago said, how can you believe these things the way they do and still go to the assemblies of God and the oneness and all the rest? Then put, see, brotherly kindness, see, hoping someday, Patient with, be patient with him. See, temperance, enduring with him. Knowledge to understand what he believes. Remember, it is in his heart that is what is. Virtue in yourself, let it go out with kindness, meekness. To him, having faith that someday God will bring him in. Amen. So I say, sometimes we not have to be very judgmental. The brother says now people say, why would well, well, you go with these people, assemblies of God, whatever the case might be? He says, just be kind with the people. 
Let's be patient with the people. And that's what the Bible requires us. But we quickly don't do that. Hallelujah. We quickly don't do that. You know, it reminds me, maybe, brother, if you can turn to our Bibles in 2 Samuel chapter 12. Now, this story of this man called David, I like it so much. 2 Samuel chapter 12, and let's read from verse 1, if you can, with me here, quickly. And the Bible says, and the Lord sent Nathan. We know that Nathan was a prophet. And David was the king. He sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, there were two men in one city. And the one rich and the other poor. And the Bible says in verse 2, the rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb which he had bought and nourished up. So he had only one lamb and he bought it and he nourished up and it grew up together with him. This little lamb grew up with the poor man and with his children. And he did it. The lamb did eat of his own meat. That's how he loved the, the lamb. And drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. The lamb. That's how he loved the lamb, this poor man. Only one that he bought, and then he, this one, he did whatever that he ate, and then he gave it to him. And the next verse, my brother. And there came a traveler unto the rich man. Now this man had only one lamb. He nourished the lamb. He gave it all. And then the traveler even didn't come to him, but it came to the rich man that had plenty of things. And he spared to take of his own flock or of his own head to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. So this was a poor man. He had only one lamb that he loved so much. It ate from him. It was on his spot. He took it like his own daughter. And there was a man that had plenty. And this man that had plenty, he had a visitor. The visitor wasn't even for the poor man. But this man, now when he came, he took from the man, the poor man, the only lamb that he had, he dressed for his own traveler or his own visitor. Just call my brother. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. Now here is the King David. He says, when he heard the story, that's why I say, sometimes when you hear things, you need to be in prayer. Amen. Because if you go carnally about the stories that people talk about, you'll be angry and that you'll, you'll do certain things that you are not supposed to do. Amen. Now David, the Bible says, 
he was his anger was greatly he couldn't even hide how angry he was and he uttered the words he said to Nathan as the Lord liveth the man that hath done this thing shall surely die so that was King David saying that he was so upset he was so angry with this man until he says surely this man deserves nothing but death And the Bible says, continue, my brother. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. So that is the words of David. So he says, this man doesn't have any pity. This man doesn't have a heart. The way he has done, he deserves nothing but death. But now watch the next verse. And Nathan the prophet said unto David the king, Thou art the man. So David all along, he thought they were talking about somebody else. Because it's easy when they talk about a sister or a brother for you to be judgmental. And it's very easy for you to say whatever that you want to say about the person. So he said, surely the person deserves nothing but death. He doesn't have a pity. He doesn't have a heart for the people. And the prophet come along, he says, but David, the man that we are talking about is yourself. So that is why I say, Brother Brenham says here, sometimes when a brother does something else, you have to take yourself and put yourself in his shoes and think and take the thing in prayer to God and before you can say any other thing. Now David already uttered words to say, surely the person deserves death. And Nathan said to David, thou art the man Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. Now, I want you to watch here. Now, David, as much as he did that, but he remains the son. So he made a mistake. He uttered the words. And everything that David has done, he doesn't make David a sinner. He was still the beloved of God. But David, what I want you to watch here is that David was quick to pass a judgment to his own, him, to his own brother. So that is why I say, when you hear that somebody has done something else, you mustn't be like David. And it doesn't mean people that say these words like David, they are the ones that are not the message believers. So that is why I chose David because David was a man of God. But David could make a mistake and say words that he was not supposed to say. And he justified himself and saw himself as a very somebody that cannot do this man that he has done. And and then Nathan reminded him, he says, David, you were nothing. You were just a boy and a shepherd. And God made you something great. 
So that is why I say now, God made us to be sons and daughters of God. We could have been the same as the drunkards on the road. But God, by his own mercy, chose us. And he washed us. And that is why he brought his own, and he, he put his own spirit in us, so that we can be able to be better and behave much more better than our neighbors. We are not better, it's God that is in us. Hallelujah. So it is him and him alone. No one is better. And no one can live this Christian life on his own. So it's nothing but by the grace of the almighty God. So we need to realize that by the grace of God, I'm still alive. By the grace of God, I'm still walking. I'm still continuing in faith. And when some people, they are falling wayside, we mustn't be like David. But David repented. And when Nathan, the prophet, says, this man is you, David. No, the Bible says now, David, he was now in fasting. He was now in prayer, praying for the same man that was supposed to die. But that's what David should have done in the first place. When Nathan tells him that there is a man that did one, two, three, David was supposed to say, Nathan, this man deserves a prayer. We have to pray for this man. But David didn't say, let's pray for him. He said, no, let's kill him, Nathan. He must be killed. And surely, if I know the character of David, if this man wasn't himself, he should have killed him. He could have killed him, David. But now the Bible, when you read further, the Bible says now, he was now praying. He fasted for some days, praying now for this man. Because now it is himself. Hallelujah. Now sometimes we mustn't be too much judgmental. We need to be able to be kind to our brothers. And they will make mistakes. Surely I will make a mistake. Surely my sister will make a mistake. Surely anyone will make a mistake. But you are still my sister. And I'm still your brother. The message, the resurrection of, of, of Lazarus. 1953, in November the 22nd, paragraph 50. And I want to quote here. Continue with this theme, love one another. And beyond loving one another, because it's easy. The Bible says it's very, very easy to love people that love you. People that come to church, you love them. God bless you and everything. But the Bible says we need to love any other person. The love is in us. Paragraph 50, the Bible says now, so Mary goes out to meet Elizabeth. And Elizabeth come out to meet her. You know, and throw her arms around her. I imagine and begin to hug her and kiss her and saying, oh Mary, I'm so glad to see you darling. And them hugging each other. Not hugging one another. Women used to do that. Men used to have 
a great fellowship. Men and women used to have, used to, it's in the past, yeah? Used to have a great fellowship. What's happening now? They used to have a great fellowship. What happened now? So let us ask each other, one another. Don't, 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 when, when, the, when, 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 when Brother Brim speak, we don't have to look at the next brother. Next. Just ask yourself. Go home in your own room and just close there and have a prayer and you all ask yourself. Men used to have great fellowship. Women used to have a great fellowship, but died, died somewhere else. He died out. Hallelujah. Yeah. I was talking to a brother yesterday. Say, brother, sometimes I understand that you go and preach somewhere around you pass here and you preach my house. So one day also it will be such an indictment. Say, no, Brother Mpanyan, maybe the Lord has remembered him. Then you are asking for a direction. Yeah, I want a direction. You. It can be. You. It can be. I don't even know the brother where he stay. Don't be quiet on me. <laughs> asking for a direction. Hmm? Do you know where each other is there? I'm just asking you. Or you. The same person that you see him every Sunday, then you'll be saying, hey, send me a location. Yeah. Let us repent. Let us repent. We have to repent. We, we definitely have to... Re- imagine something happened to a sister or a brother here. Yeah. And some people from Pretoria or somewhere in Limpopo, they expect you. They know that you fellowship with this brother. Yeah. They ask you for a, for a direction. Sure. Brother, send us a location. Yourself, you don't know. <laughs> this, this person that you have some years, five years down the line, you came to the same lighthouse, they were God bless you. That, that, that's what I'm saying. We used to have a great fellowship. Yes. But today is like that. So, me, I, I don't mean to, I was just talking to a brother yesterday. You say, my brother, you are going up and down. I see, I hear that. But you pass here. So one day you will be asking for a, a location for your own, me being your brother. Ah. <clears throat> but what more? Now what more? If they're gonna ask, gonna ask you. Now I'm just. That's why I say me. I'm, me, I'm not judgment to any other person. I'm just saying when you are home and then you are alone, just ask yourself. And if you feel you are right, God bless you. No problem. Nobody will come to your house and say you are guilty or maybe when you come into this and then we say, hey, brother, come here. Let's talk. You don't visit people. No, nobody will do that. Nobody. It's up to you. 
Hallelujah. May, may I'm just reading here to say, but it's a, it's a very good thing. Men used to have a great fellowship. But that died out somewhere. That's right. We don't have, we don't have love for one another no more. Don't have no feeling for one another no more. Why? The only way you know you are, you are, you are a neighbor, you, you, you know you are neighbor's date. When you read in the paper, you, you, when you read it in the paper anymore, your own neighbor, yeah, you read the newspaper, yeah, they, 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 that person passed away this side. Your own neighbor. Hallelujah. Mm. Right? No, I didn't mean to go far because that person was, somebody was telling me, he says, hey, brother, but if it happens that I want somebody that is close to us to talk about me, he says it's an indictment to go and get somebody in Joburg or in Cape Town to come and talk about me. Well, I've got a lot of brothers around. They don't even know me. No, they don't. But you go to church, you see them when? Every Sunday. Sunday, make sure you see them go. They don't know you, they don't even know you. <laughs> I, no, I didn't mean it, but I'm just saying to, to say Amen. that it, it, it's what was written there. Brother Brenham says, your own neighbor, you'll hear, you'll see it on the news, a newspaper that so and so has passed away, but it's close to you. Mm. Just to take it further, you can even hear from unbelievers that your own brother he slept without food from unbelievers. Talking about it. Somebody that you see him in church every let me add to it. We have requested that if you've got an extra time, can we give it to the church? We'll be able to give it to a brother. It's a request. We love each other. Eh? We take care of each other. Let's do that. And the Bible says by doing that, and then even the unbelievers will be able to see. He says nobody don't have any feeling for one another. Says, um, well, down in Kentucky, we used to go and help shuck the corn out and cut the wood and everything when somebody was sick. You don't know nothing about that no more. Nobody knows anything about it. Brotherly love just seems to be seizing. It is too bad. But it's just to be seizing. We used to in the olden days. It's no longer the olden days. I can't talk about the olden days. The olden days we used to. Brother Mavagas, we used to. When there is a wedding, we used to go and cook there. We used to go and help there. Uh, we don't do it anymore. I don't say do it. I'm just saying we don't do it anymore. 
That was that's what problem is. In Kentucky, they used to do that. If somebody is sick, they used to go and gather the wood. They used to go and help and do whatever that they were doing. Yeah, but today, if it's a wedding, me also I come with my own time. If they say start at nine o'clock, five to nine, I am there. I don't know whether the chest have been packed. I don't know whether what happened. I don't even wanna know. Come to the wedding. Come to the wedding. But it's your own brother. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's that the feeling is no longer there. Or it's there. I don't know. But that's what we need to do. Brother says we need to have a feeling for one another. Just ask if, hey, brother, you are all right. Now in the message, the court had explained 1961, April the 25th, paragraph 253, and I read. He said, you know what we are going to do? He said, we are drawing little ring and drawing you right out of our cycle. Huh? Denominational people. Denominational mentality. People, they draw their own cycles. Maybe because of class, or because whatever the case might be, then they have got their own cycle. They throw other people out of their cycle. Don't want to, we don't want this brother in our cycle. I don't want this neighbor in our cycle. We must just be us. Then he said, I'm going to draw another one. If you throw your own little cycle, Brother Bram says, I'm going to draw another one. A bigger cycle. I'm going to pull you and pull you in my own psyche. Uh, these small cycles that people draw around. He says, then said, I'm going to draw another one and draw right back in again. I said, you can't draw me out because I love you. See, you just can't do it. I said, there is too many of, of your brethren out there that love me and believe in me. I said, you will, uh, they will come anyhow. I said, they will come. And you can't draw me out. If you draw me out, I'll draw you back in. I said, when you make one cycle, God, by his grace, will let me draw another and pull you right back in. Bridge builders. Not wall builders. You know, when you look these, these things in, 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 in the, the spiritual thing and you look the, the, the physical things, the way people do, and then you'll see, and then next to our neighbors now, people, they will build, build big walls. I don't want to see what they are doing. I don't want them to do It's my own private space. You know how people, they do those things, yeah? Build big walls that I don't want to talk to them. I don't want, to, don't want anything it's about me. Now, don't look at that thing in, a, in, a, in, a, in separation. As much as people do those things, spiritually speaking, people, they don't build bridges anymore. In an olden days, eh? before even I became a believer, that's where I grew up in some rural areas somewhere in Nimbop. Uh, the neighbors were like my family. If I do something wrong and then the neighbor next to, he will be able, they will tell me, they can even beat me up. 
Say, what you are doing is not acceptable. And if we don't have sugar at home, we'll be able to get sugar. It's just like, it, it, that's how we were living. Amen. Then, but nowadays we come, we build walls. Those walls, we don't build them only there in our own houses. We come and build them right in church. We build some walls. We don't, I don't, brother, no. It's not in my psyche. These ones, they are not fellowshipping with us. They are not in our psyche. Hmm? They are not in our cycle. These ones, we don't, uh, we don't. Even if they say that brother has got a problem, he's got nothing to do with us. No. Even if a brother can be here, they say he's fellowshipping in Limbopo, he's here. If he's got a problem, those people in Limbopo, they need to know I'm here, I'm a brother here. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Now we build walls. Let's break those walls. <laughs> Don't break them to the pastor or to the elders or to your church. Break those walls from any other person. Yeah. Brothers are brothers. Yeah. We've got only one heaven that we are going. Yeah. Whether the people... You think we are only the bride, just a small group like this. There is a, a, a lot of people. Yeah. So how, how are we going to fellowship yeah. with those people? So he says now, let us throw out and then by the grace of God, always mm. strive to make a bigger psyche. Be like Abraham. Eh? The Bible says he was a pilgrim and he, he said he was a stranger in this world because he was looking for a builder who is maker. <clears throat> and builder is God himself. And the Bible says one day it happens to his own um, nephew, Lord, when there was some commotion. Commotions happen, eh? Yeah. Many people, it happens. Even to the families, it happens. Eh? If a commotion happens into your family, can you say, ah, these are no longer my children? No, it happens. They are only your children. It happens to your own wife, your husband. I can't change just because of we've got a little disagreement with my wife. She's no longer your wife. No. The same to your brother. If it happens, it's just a little commotion. He remains my own brother. He remains my own sister. But those things, they happen. But it doesn't mean you must build a wall. God help us. Now you throw a bigger cycle, you pull him back. Now Abraham, now when there was this little commotion that we are talking about now, Lord started now, they said they are are, are, are servants, they started having some conflict. Know how things start, eh? Even neighbors, the children, they start, they've got their own commotion. And all of a sudden, the parents are involved. They don't talk to each other. Just because of children. Eh? Because of children. You are not talking to each other with your neighbor. Because of children. So, it happens that now. The servants, they start having the and, and And look at the spirit of God in Abraham. And Abraham said, my brother, you see now. Maybe it's time for us now to separate. Yeah. And when they separated, they say, Abraham. With the spirit of God, he says, no, I, you, I give you a choice. I don't choose first. I say, no, if you go to the west, I will go to the east. But you have to choose first. Yes. So that is the spirit of God. He gave him the first choice. Yes. 
So Abraham didn't go and say, no, it's about me. I will choose first. He says, no, my brother, you choose first. If you go to the north, I will go to the south. He gave him first choice. Brother Brenham says that. So with your brother, your sister, you must always be behind. Give him a chance to say, brother, let's go. Go first. This is what Abraham did. But my point is this. Even after the separation, so when Abraham heard about Lord, I wonder, if Abraham heard about Lord, that now Lord was captured by the enemy, the, the love of God that was bubbling in his own heart, he took, the Bible says he took the best of his servants, the best of his own servants, to go and fight for Lord. Never found another brother say, oh, I told you. He thought, where is he going to go? He won't go far, that Lord. I told you. You see? So he never said that. But if it was some brother somewhere, he could have made it the same. See, I told you. My servant, Lord, will not go far. Now he's captured there by the enemy. told you. It's not easy. So, so he, he's a meek believer. So to him it will be proven that he was all along he was a make-believer, that man. But to this man, he said, no, let me go after my own brother. His servants, they went after, and he managed to rescue him. So that's what we must do with our own brother. Brother Bram says, now, let us throw a bigger psyche. The message, Shalom, 1964, and then... Uh, January the 12th, then I read. I have constantly done my very best to try to, in disagreeing with a man in religious terms, but if I couldn't take his hand afterwards, no matter how sharp the thing might be, and take a hold of his hand and say, this is in the light of a better understanding between us, still love the person. Not just say it from my lips, but from my heart. I am no subject at all to go out there and to try to talk to people. So in other words, if I fail to do that, sharply disagreeing with my own brother, but I can't be able to go and shake his own hand, he says then, it doesn't help for me to go and tell people about Christ. It does not help. It does not. Because we see, we must do that. We must love the person, see? And going amongst people in all kinds of classes and different cults and clans and religions and so forth and trying to lay the Bible down and say, let's discuss it, not from your creed, from your book of ethics, but from the Bible. And don't maybe sometime men get up real sharp, but if I got one thought that I didn't like that person, then I know one thing, the spirit of Christ has departed from me. If I can feel that I don't like that person, there is something wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with the person, there is something wrong with? Uh-huh. Yes. So we must look at ourselves, we must do some introspections. Before you can say another sister is not right, do an introspection, what did you do? You haven't even prayed for her. Yeah. 
but you say she's not right. Who says that? Says now, if I don't do that, because the Spirit of Christ, when they crucifying him, and his own people driving the nails, and his very creation he created was putting the nails that he created back into his human flesh, and yet, with a heart full of love, he cried, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. You see? The message testimony raising that body, 1953, December the 3rd, I quote here. When man has that attitude, he can't work free in the spirit of God. You can't do that. You can't do it. Could you imagine it is love, brother? It's love, sister. That takes us to God. If you haven't got love, you haven't got God. God is love. And we got to have love one for another. No matter what the other man's mistakes is, we have to we have to have that love and fellowship to try to help him and we. One alternative that we ought to have, that is the kingdom of God. The message, the power of transformation. 1965, October the 31st. Paragraph 21, and I quote. Now remember, don't forget this. Brother Leo and Jean, especially, now you think Satan is going to let this go on like this without a hindrance. Oh, no. He sure won't. He's going to fly in one of these days, just like a whirlwind. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God raises a standard against it. Just keep lifting yourself up in prayer before God. Cling to one another. Hold to God. For if you love one another, it shows you love God. Amen. This will all men know. This. Not only message believers. Not only your neighbors. Not only your colleagues. Not only your children. This will all men know that you are my disciples. If you do this, you love one to another. All men will know that you are my disciples when you have love one for the other. I think we need to go back to the origin. Symbol foundation, the fundamentals of the message. We need to go back there. So I say, even if we know all the mysteries, Paul says, even if you can give your your body to be bent, 
If you can give to the poor whatever that you have, you give them your whole wealth that you have. Sacrifice everything that you have. But if there is no love in your heart, it is in vain. You can prophesy. You can speak in tongues. You can sing. You can come to church. You can testify. If there is no love in your heart, there is no God. There is great sermons that we hear. Revelations after revelations. There is a lot of things that people do. But what is lacking is to love one another. We tear each other into pieces. our own brothers. The message, the seat is not here with the shark. 1965, February the 18th, paragraph 175. And I quote, How will you know, how will the world know that you love Jesus when we love one another? See, God sees your faith. The world sees your action. Love one another now. Be kind to one another. Talk with one another. Be patient with another. Be kind to one another. Be patient with one another. Love one another. Pray for one another. Lift one another. Let's uplift each other in prayer, testimonies. Now it reminds me of something. We, we, we had a little bit of, call it a task some other time. At work. And they said, just write five things, good things about your company. Five. Just five. Good things. Things that you appreciate. You could see. It, it didn't, people took long just to remember the good things about, the best things that they are good to you about where you are working. And there is a plenty. But it takes time because people, they know the evil things only. But, it took time for people to finish that five things. And the facilitator says, no, right? Uh, the things that are not good about your company. Oh, in two minutes, all of us, we are done. <laughs> then he shows, it shows how people think. You know, you, when you do, they say people write good things about me because I'm not staying with you, maybe you can be very be quick. But me, I want, I want to challenge you. 
the good things about the next person next to you, close to you. Think about it. And before you can be good to the next person, to me, I will be good to the next, this one that is close to you. I, it does not help. I, even, a little, even a little bit, it does not help. You cannot mistreat your husband and respect me. It doesn't happen. I, as, uh, I mean, I don't know one that respect. And I cannot mistreat. I cannot go and respect somebody. You have to, the person next to you, love that person. That's why I see, you see the family is falling apart. One common thing that is not there, there is no love. You see now the nation falling apart. One thing for sure that is lacking is love. You see churches, they tear themselves apart. The one thing for sure that is lacking is love. Just be patient to one another. Not in church only. At home. Just be patient. This is, this is, a, this is a child of God. This, above, you see, the things start this way. This way. Before I can become a deacon, I'm a child of God. Simple. I'm your brother. Simple. Just take me as your brother. Before this person can say, it's my child or it's my husband or it's whatever, it's a child of God. See this person as your sister in Christ. He's a daughter of God. Why do you mistreat her? Let's not go far. Right there. Let's start there. Just be patient with one another. Patient with your neighbor. He doesn't know God. What do you expect? If he does something wrong, what do you expect? Anything. This person doesn't know God. What do you expect? Be kind. Until the same person says, I, really, there is Christ in that man. I want to go with you to that church of yours. Even if I don't like the way you dress, but I think there is something special. Not to the way around that, ah, these people with long dresses, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their hearts are not good. The message is Super Sense, 1959, December the 27th going to read here from paragraph 35. Be quick. Now don't you listen to one foul thing the devil has got to say. See? If the devil shows you some or tells you something, something evil about one of the members of the body of Christ, not only your church, the members of the body of Christ, Somebody somewhere in Middleburg, somebody is in Bronger's Spirit, you know that person is a son of God. The devil tells you something through somebody else. Hmm? The devil will not come. Ne? Somebody will give you a WhatsApp. Somebody will give you a call about a brother that is in Nell's Spirit. If you hear something like that, 
about one of the members of the body of Christ. Don't you believe it? Let me get an amen. If somebody or you hear something evil about your brother or your sister that you know very well is a member of the body of Christ, don't you believe it? For as soon as you believe it, you mar your own experience right there. You are, not, you are not doing yourself a favor. As soon as you believe that particular thing, where it says you spoil your own experience. You are destroying your own experience in the Lord by listening to such. Remember what Brother Brenham says. says there are certain things. He says it's like when you've got a field. Now he says you can't stop what we call the birds flying over your field. But the only thing that you can do, you stop them building nests there. But for them flying over the field, you can't. So he says when wrong thoughts, wrong communication or wrong things that, that are said, you cannot stop those things. You'll always hear people saying those things. But it is wrong when you start now entertaining these things until they build nest in your mind. He says now, as, as soon as you believe it, you mar your experience. You, 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 you are spoiling your experience. Paragraph 36. And if you see one of the members of the body of Christ doing something evil. Now, Brother Bram is trying to tell you that there is no way that people cannot do wrong things. He says, a member of... You see what David done? I like that example of David. As much as David did what he did, but you, you, you're not going to take him out of heaven. You're not going to say David is... is, is no, he's still a son of God. So when you see a child of God doing something evil, it doesn't mean that day is no longer a child of God. I want to stress this thing. Don't tell nobody else. That's what is written there. When you see him doing something else, no, don't be like these people that they took some videos and they've got them, they published people. No, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. When you see him doing something evil, if you don't want to spoil your own experience in the Lord, don't tell nobody else, but go to that member and with love. Don't go there arrogantly, selfishly. With love. And see if you can bring them back to Christ again. Brother Brenham says, if there is one member that is was out of tune and you bring him back, there is a star for you. That, that's what we must strive for. We have to strive for that. Not that people should know that hey, I am the one that made that brother. No. You know and God knows that it's you that helped the brother. Yeah, but nowadays people want to be seen. Want to be heard that I'm the one that did one, two, three. No. 
You have to do. That's why the Bible says now, when you do something, the right hand shouldn't know what the left hand has done. Hallelujah. He says now, go to him. Don't tell nobody else, but go to that member with love. And see if you can bring them back to Christ again. And if you can't do it, then tell one person or let them go with you. Do it way the scriptures says. If somebody says in paragraph 37, sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, don't you believe one word of it? You just leave it go and become neutral. So I say you must be bridge builders. Don't be quick to take sides with people. Take sides with Jesus. You just leave it go. Because remember, it is the devil trying to tear you to pieces. Huh? Now you see what, 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 what the prophet says now. It is the devil that is trying to tear you to pieces. Now, the devil will never be happy to see us being here, loving each other, embracing each other, uplifting each other, caring for each other. He will never do that. Never. He doesn't, he hates that. He wants us in some silos. You are alone there, you are alone there, you are alone there, and we are in silos. It's not only going to be that. We're going to end up not even praying for each other. We're not going to help each other. It's just, it's just going to be a spirit. So what we are, the Bible says here, just go to a sister. Or a brother. Don't believe what they are saying. You just leave it go because remember this devil trying to tear you into pieces. Now you just look for him to come in because he will do it. Now you let the good man of the house, faith, stand right there and don't you receive one thing. These people have been set in heavenly places with you. Fellowship together around the blessings of God. Taking the communion at the table. And the Holy Spirit had witnessed that they are the children of God. Let us just be real, sweet, kind-hearted, forgiving, loving. And if the other person talks evil against you, you talk sweet against them. Are you going to do that? Watch how sweeter comes to you then. That's right. Just always return good for evil. Love for hate. Paragraph 38. Are you feeling better, sweetheart? The little girl in back there, that is good. I'm so thankful, yeah. Just went back. She was doubled up back there in a knot, and the Lord Jesus had brought her forth now and presented her to the meeting. We are thankful for that. That is what I left the pulpit for a few moments ago. Said they had prayed and prayed, couldn't get through to the Lord. Now be sure to do that. Pledge yourself to, to pledge yourself that to God. God, by your grace, that is what I will do. No matter when anyone says evil, return good. Don't think evil. If you do think evil and you are just 
hypocritically saying it, then you are wrong. You just keep on consecrating yourself to God until you really feel good to that person. That is the way to do it. The sweetness of God's blessings will just, oh, it will just cover your soul. That is the way to live victorious. Then nothing can come, can harm you as long as you are in love. Nothing will harm you if you are in love. The message is like divine love. Brother Brenham speaks about, says there is nothing. He says there is nothing. If you are in love, nothing will harm you. Let me just remind you of a few things that happened. Remember when Brother Brenham says there was a bull that wanted to kill him. You know what Brother Brenham overcame that? He says he created a love atmosphere around him. He knew that if you create an atmosphere of love around you, there is nothing evil that will enter into that cycle. And the messenger of the hour says also, there was a particular man that was sort of like a maniac that he said he was strong. And he says, you devil, when he was talking to Brother Brenham, and he says, now I'm going to tear every piece of your bone into pieces. They say that man was coming, and then he says, Now, Brother Branham says, even the ministers that were with him, they started going back. And Brother Branham says, He created love around him. When the man that was coming to him to kill him, and then he says, Because around him now, he created love around him, nothing will enter into that perfect love. He says, The man came and fell right in front of him. Because brother friend fought him? No. He created love. So around you, there is nothing evil that will enter there. It's a lot of things. Brother Branham speaks about the beast, that he disturbed them. And he knew that, he says now he was using a lone mower, and all of a sudden there were beasts, and he knew that they were going to kill him. But what did he do? Love. Only love that perfect love will make us enter there. That love will make us be able to do what? Overcome evil. That love we need to apply it to our brothers. That love we need to apply it to any other person, our enemies. We have to apply the love. Paragraph 40. If you have tongues, they will cease. That gift will come to an end. And if you have wisdom, and we can all testify and say, ah, this man has got wisdom, it will come to an end. It will vanish. Prophecies, it will fail. But when you got love, it will endure forever. And don't love only those who love you, but love those who do not love you. In the Bible says, Jesus when he speaks to his own disciples, he says, those even that persecute you, you must pray for them, you must love them. 
For it is easy for me to love anybody that loves me. Even unbelievers, they do that. But try to love somebody who doesn't love you. That is where you can test whether you are a Christian or not. I saw this quote, Brachet, he sent it to me, sir. Yes, I saw it, Brachet. You sent it to me. That is where you can test whether you are a Christian or not. Now, somebody that doesn't love, don't love you, and yet in your heart you love them. Whether you are a Christian or not, whether you are a message believer or not, you know that there are certain people that they don't love you. Now, Brother Brenham here, he says, to test you whether you are a Christian or not, you must go and love those people. The the very same person that is coming to your thought now, and uh, you see that one. Uh, now your test is this one. Go and test yourself and love that person. That, that, me, that's why I say nobody will come and ask you. and your heart knows very well. Somebody is coming to your heart. Now when he says, love those that don't love you, you know very well in your thoughts that who is that person? Or who are those people? They are not here. Here we are believers here. Out there, you know very well that there is somebody that, this one, until people will say, ah, there are people that naturally, they don't just love you. Who says that? I've never read that in the Bible. Me? I've I've never seen it. These people that they are saying, they say, I know, there are people that they don't just like you. Then you must accept that they don't like you. I, I honor, bro. I honor. I have never read that, something like that. The Bible says, those that you know, that person, Brother Brim says, go and test it yourself. Don't come and tell us. No. And then he says, you will test whether you've got the spirit of God or not. You cannot do that one on your own. You cannot do that. It takes God in you that will do this. So that's why the Bible says, even if they crucified him and they were nailed him on the cross, he says, forgive them, Father. It's the spirit of Christ that will be in you. You know, the same David that we talk about him. You know, the Bible says now, he knew that he was persecuted by Saul. And Saul knew very well that David was anointed. He's going to take over to be the king. And the Bible says one day it happens that David was running around and going from pillar to post. And it happened that God tested David with his enemy. He made sure that Saul will sleep. And while he was sleeping, David was there, and he looked at him. And remember the guys that were with David, even. His trusted ones. The ones that ran with him and said, David, we are with you. Even if this man persecutes you, we are with you, David. And while Saul was sleeping there, and then David went with his men. And they said, remember those people, the close friends of David. They said, no, finish him up. Here he is. They even, call, they even said, no, the Lord has yes, given him into your hand. You can see him. There is your enemy. So what did David say? And just ask yourself a question, if it was you. The same enemy that we are talking about, it, if you find him having nothing, 
Ah, you can, you can even come and make a testimony. And say, ah, I told you. I found him there now. He was, he was, he was now, he was there. He didn't, yeah. But David was there. The Spirit of God came into David and says, I cannot destroy the anointed of God. I cannot talk evil. I cannot do anything evil about this man. He's my own brother. In the Bible says, no, you know, even if a person is evil, I'm telling you, if you do good, he will testify. The Bible says, now, after David, he cut, he cut some, he, 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 he cut on his, on his um, garment, he cut a piece. And David went into the mountain, in the hill, and then he screamed to Saul. He says, if I wanted to kill you, I was there. This is an a, evidence that I was there. And the Bible says, the enemy said, I know David. You are a good man. I know. So he testified. Saul testified and says, I know God is with you and you are a good man. So how many of us are the people that they don't really and then they can testify of us? But Paraphim says, it's your test. I've got my own test. You've got your own test. Every one of us here, I can start here, I end up here. Every one of us is God. People that you think, are ah, these ones are. Now I give you, that. that's what the Bible says. That is where you can test whether you are a Christian. Somebody that don't love you, and yet in your heart, you love them. And you're going to be tested, my brother. Don't think you'll go there, and then they'll just say, yeah, I know. No. Hey, you'll go there and greet them. They don't greet you back. We'll see if you'll go back again. <laughs> they'll go there and say whatever that you are trying to say. Hey, I heard someone today that, no, let me just try this. But then he doesn't say anything. The test. If you do that just because of that, I, I, you're not going to come right. Somebody that doesn't love you. Yet in your heart, you love them. If you don't do that, then just keep holding to God. Just keep on holding on to God. It is there. Because I know it's to be the truth. Amen. I know it is the truth. That is my last quotation. The message influence 1963, November the 14th. Close my Bible here. <clears throat> Paragraph 109. We ought to honor one another Amen. as brothers and sisters and love one another with undying love. We have to uplift each other with undying love. The undying love that I'm referring to is what Brother Ram says. It's a perfect love. There's nothing. No tongues, no preaching, no revelation, nothing will enter there if there is no perfect love. If you are there, you know, this love that Brother Brenham says, 
He says, the way I love him, even if I go to hell, it's unconditional. I will still love him. In hell, I will love God. He was my savior. But if in your heart of hearts, if God can, you can happen that you go to hell and you change, this God is done. Then it wasn't, you never loved. So it's conditional. You can imagine when you stay with someone that is who's got the conditional love with you. You fellowship with somebody that there is a condition. As long as he does that, I'll love him. It's very painful. As long as he's like that, I'll love him. I'll love her. And love one another with undying love, you say. Well, I just can't. Well, just stay here a little longer. And then when you like people too, you will love those who doesn't love you. That's really a good sign of Christianity. When you can, from your heart, love those who does not love you. God richly bless you. Let us sing a song. And just rejoice in the Lord. And take it to heart. And practice this love. And let us be in prayer that God help us. love one another. As Paul says, let brotherly and sisterly love continue. Let us sing a song, brother.
just to step forth and say a word of prayer. Um, let's sing another one, my brother. I bless your name. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Just may you just look on me, amen, this morning. Uh, just before I could pray, maybe. The brother, if you could just put up a quotation, standing in the gap. Standing in the gap, I think it's paragraph 30. Hallelujah. You know, this morning, if, you know, with a real cut-up message, you know, even my, my back, there's no even skin on that back. Amen. The way the Lord has been dealing with things, and if I had to say to everybody, you know, uh, those that are guilty this morning, maybe just come to the altar. And I think I'll be the first one, amen, to come there. Amen. If we just have to take our pillow of fire and put it one side, if we have to take our angel's wings, amen, and put it one side, amen, there'll be no place in the altar, amen. We're all so, 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 so guilty. And I don't think... I, I, I don't think, you know, paragraph 13... I don't think, you know, there's even a week that even went past, or maybe a couple of days, for years. If you would ask my wife and she would, she would identify that there's not a week that went past without me stressing. I'm talking about days and night quotations and scriptures, stressing on this, what Brother spoke about. But how that fellowship, you know, I, I, I think I saw Pastor's status and there was, a, there was a hiking trip that they went to. You know, I was so happy for him, but I wasn't happy for us. I, I broke down. You ask her that. I broke down and, and she knows about this, you know. And I, but I said to her, you know, if there's one person that's going to try to promote uh, fellowship, you know, I said it's going to be me. I said, it's going to be me. I said, we need to do something about it. And we need to do something about it very, very quickly. This morning, no matter how hard. This sermon was a hard sermon. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I didn't come here with a pitchfork religion. In other words, you know, pitchfork, you know, uh, farmers, they take the hay, they throw it in the back. No, I didn't say amen to throw it at somebody else. No, I, 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 it hit me and it hit me deep. And it, and it cut me up, and uh, I'm, I'm responsible, amen. And um, we are Christians, amen. We are message believers this morning, each one of us. This message, this sermon didn't come to tell us that we are not Christians. No, this, this came to tell us that we are Christians. And from the time when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, from the time when we receive uh, this message, amen, we become bipolar. Amen. Paul said, the things that I want to do, I can't do them. Amen. amen. Didn't he say that, amen? The things that I don't want to do, I do it so easily. Why? There was another side of him, amen. amen. And there's one side that just loves the fellowship, amen. amen. But this morning, I want to show you another side of our, our, our prophet this morning, amen. amen. And I don't think it's this one, brother. Just let me just see quickly. But it's a very important quotation, amen. I think I had it. Uh, standing in a gap, amen, 60, 63, 06, 23, yes, or oh, 53, sorry brother, 53, 5, 3. I mean, this is our prophet, amen, we believe that our prophet had the amen. Holy Ghost, yeah. full of the Holy Ghost, amen, we believe that, look, 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 look what he says there, amen, as we read there, see, yeah. now, he says, now to us, to get close now to, to, to what I want to say, 
Could we stand? He said, I'm preaching to myself in this. Amen. I'm preaching to myself in this. Could we stand here? Look what he's saying. Could we stand here and see a human being that's been blind, physically blind, and know that he's walking over a cliff? Amen. Going to fall down from, from the mountain or some high place and going to kill himself. This guy is disabled and he's blind. Amen. Could we in our state of mind that I heard this morning, could we stand and see a blind man that's walking over a cliff, blind not to, not to try to warn him? That's what he's saying now. We're seeing him walking. Could we stand there and, and, and not say anything to him? It would be there. It would be so, so cruel. It would be so indifferent to our heart. Could you imagine a person getting so indifferent that he could almost laugh and see a blind man that cannot see and can't help himself deliberately and walk over that cliff, that would be a bad thing see, to do. See, he says, well, to my brethren, world over. Watch this. To my brethren, world over. I want to make this confession. 1963. I humbly say that, that that's just about what I was doing or fixing to do. The condition of our prophet having the baptism of the Holy Ghost, a condition that he was in or was about to do, watch somebody going over the cliff, had such a hard heart at that time. It has been years for preaching, he says, an old man, and he says, I've got a lot of battles, maybe scarred, cut up on the inside from the fights because my lot wasn't to call here. And he says, I'm just paraphrasing, kiss babies and marry the young, amen, bury the old, amen, but was to carry a two-edged sword in the battlefront, amen, to, you know, come against this paganism, demonology, amen, the powers of darkness, amen, to fight that. That's our prophet. So We're we fighting every day, children. We, we fight so hard, we get cut up, we get hurt. But yeah, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're not believers, amen. But there was two sides, amen. And with that, having that in his heart, imagine having such a thing in his heart. And I think it was the same sermon, if I'm not mistaken, where Brother Way was risen up for the dead. No? So your gifts, amen, your fellowship, your, 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 your sitting around here and shouting and amens and all that, having all that gift, yet your heart could be like that. Yeah. And that could be a deception this morning. <laughs> but man, put that right. If you go along the messages, he put that right. But that's the deception this morning. See? And that fellowship and that love, you see all of that, you won't have it. Amen. You could have all the gifts and all the shoutings and all the amens and all that, but that could be our condition of our heart. But he put it right. He had a confession. He put it right. So if we, with this message this morning of love, if we have a confession, it'll be full up here this morning. But it tells you that though we believers, true believers, but there's something wrong in our hearts. There's something wrong with the condition of this world. Amen. But we, we don't want to go there. Amen. And, 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 and message believers are going that way. Amen. And I can tell you why. 
Yeah, I can tell you why also. Because there's a religious spirit also. Amen. Coming upon us. Remember, we bipolar. There's a true spirit. True baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there's other religious spirit also. Got the message. We know how it is. So educated. No love. No fellowship. Because if we really have genuine, we'll find out. Sister, how are you? Can I pray for you? Please, I heard you were sick. And listen, how are you doing? You know, we caught up. We got our own circles. Mm -mm. Denomination, no love, no baptism of the Holy Ghost. They do it better. Something is wrong. We need to repent. I need to repent. Amen. We get so caught up, amen, with the world, so caught up with work. It's no excuse, amen. We need to repent on these things. We need to get, get together, amen. The youth, amen, need to get down, amen. Fellowship. I was just telling my wife the other day, you know, these, these youngsters in the, in the church that are coming up in the faith, you know. And that's how we learned when we were young. We, we were youth meetings. We would sit with the elders and they would say certain things. Oh, okay, that's how you deal with certain things. And the cooking instructions and the this and the that. And then the fathers, hey, had a problem with the child. And I, this is how I dealt with it. And it's, oh, okay. You will never get it out of fellowship. You'll never get it. It's not designed for you just to read the spoken words, sit at home, draw. It's not designed like that. It's not designed for you to have a YouTube preacher, amen. It's designed for you to come, amen. The word made flesh this morning, amen. And I just thought, no, I'll just lay that out, you know, it was on my heart. And I just thought just to tell you, you know, that, yeah, this is what it's all about, amen. So if we have a need, and I'm sure every one of us this morning has got that need and say, Lord, please take this thing out of me, amen, before it's too late. Look, we, 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 we want to be in a condition, you know, we, we, we don't want God to make us do something, put us in a hospital bed, put us into good, for us to realize, hey, Lord, I need to take care of others. It's about God's children. It's about redemption. You know, you will never know. You know, you'll never know what's redemption unless somebody is lost and you go out and you redeem them. Amen. See, you'd never know. Let us not, let us, let, let, let God not make us do something, but let us say, Lord, I'm first in line. Lord. I, I'm ready, Lord. I, 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 I'm guilty. Please take me, mold me, shape me, help me to work this thing out. Help me to love. Help me to have fellowship. Amen. Help me to call a brother. Help me to call a sister. Help me to get together and just speak about these wonderful things. Amen. Prophet, cut deep. Made him like that. Cut deep in his heart. Hurt. Sores. Wounds. Don't let that. Amen. Hinder the fellowship. Amen. Don't let it hinder the fellowship. Amen. We could bow our heads. Amen. Each one of us. Amen. And we have that need, and I'm sure all of us have that need this morning. Then we can just slip up our hand and say, Lord, I'm standing this morning, Lord. I, I need you this morning, amen. More than ever, Lord, I need you. Then let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, the windows of heaven have been opened up this morning, Lord. Father, the need of this specific church, particularly, Father, you're so merciful, Father, to your children this morning, Father, that you didn't leave us, dear God. Lord, and we speak about the seventh seal. This was the seventh seal, Father. We speak about the thunders, Lord. This was the voice of God this morning, Father. Lord, this is the mystery, Father, of God, the seventh seal coming, the love 
of God coming in, then opening all those other things, dear Lord Jesus. Father, you brought us back, Father. You didn't allow us, Lord, like those on the road of Emmaus, Father, to walk with the Word made flesh. Didn't even know, Father, dear God, that they were walking with Jesus Christ, Father. The love of God, Father. And Lord, we pray, please, bind our hearts, dear Lord Jesus. Our backs were striped, dear Father, dear God. You took off the skin of our backs this morning, Father. Lord, come with the healing balm of Gilead, Father, dear Lord. Just nurture us, Father. Draw us to thy bosom, dear God. Bandage us up, dear Lord Jesus. And make us in such a condition, Father, that lamb. Remember the prophet, Lord, always spoke about that lamb. He loved that lamb so much, so much. But every time he got close to that lamb, the lamb just kept on running away and getting away and doing its own things, Father. We don't want to be in the condition where you have to make us to do something, Father. So help us this morning. Lord, you went, and, 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 and the story goes to say, Father, the shepherd went, creeped up slowly, broke the lamb's leg. The lamb couldn't walk. A lamb won't walk. It's helpless with a broken leg. It stood right still, bleated out, called out. The shepherd came, picked it up, put it to his bosom, put a stick and a splint in there, banded it, bandaged it up, amen, held it to its bosom, amen, held it to his chest, amen, walked around, fed the other sheep, and then when it was time for the for releasing, he put the, uh, the, the, this little lamb down, amen. And that lamb had such a wonderful time, dear God, in that fellowship, in that presence of God, of just coming and nurturing and repenting. And, and Lord, the, as the story goes to say, Father, that that lamb had never left the side of that shepherd. Never before, Father. So help us as your children, Father, please. Dear God, help us, dear Lord Jesus. Help us to put up with each other, dear God. Help us to bear with each other, dear God. Help us to be tolerant, Father. Help us to, to not look at each another's mistakes, Father. But please, dear Lord Jesus, we are, we, are, we are in need, dear God. One of those days, the rapture will go, Lord Jesus. And then, Lord, only those that will go, Father, that will have that love, that token, that pure love, dear Lord Jesus. Otherwise, we'll miss it, Father. Please, we come against every religious spirit, Father. We come against every denominational spirit, dear Lord. These are my brothers. These are my sisters, dear Lord. We all sometimes get bipolar. Two natures, Father. When we have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Father, one wants to do right, and the other one doesn't even want to come to church. One wants to love the brother and, and serve and, and do everything, and the other one doesn't want to phone the brother. other one doesn't want to have fellowship with the brother, dear Lord. But Lord, we fed on the Word. We heard your instructions, Father, this night, Lord. And we say, Father, we take up the cross, and we follow you, dear Lord Jesus, this morning. We just want to say we love you with all all our hearts this morning, Lord. All our bodies, Lord. All our souls this morning, Father, for the things that you have done and the things that you will do for us even through the week, dear Lord. And we know if we put you first, your word first, that word this morning, Father. If we put that word first this morning, Lord, then, Lord, we, in the name of Jesus Christ, can have that victorious uh, week, Lord. We, in Jesus Christ, can get what we asked for, Father. We, in Jesus Christ, dear Lord God, could receive the inheritance and the blessings that were sometimes, Lord, restricted because we didn't have that love, Father. Lord, I'm just so thankful this morning that you're speaking 
that you're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And we love you and appreciate you, dear God. We just want to commit all things to you. Commit, Lord, our dear pastor, dear father, that you've been working so wonderfully, dear Lord God. It's not a sermon. Even some of us have maybe even left out, woke up middle of the night, oh God, just to be under the fellowship, the anointing, the cup still running over, dear Lord, just to be in that wonderful atmosphere and to see him, dear God, even get healed of that throat condition, dear Lord, how you miraculously healed him, Father, dear God. And he felt the, the prayers of the church and the Holy Ghost over him. And he even said, oh Lord, in that WhatsApp, it was such a phenomenon that his, his, his throat just got instantly healed like that, Father. We thank you for being with him. Lord, the last service, Father, Lord, please use him in us as an oracle, Father. Use him as an instrument, dear God. Just, Lord, just send the word forth, dear Father. There may be one seed out there, dear Father, that needs special help, dear God. Bless them, dear Lord. Bless even the host, brother, um, the dear brother George, dear God, and all the wonderful blessings that the, the, the children of God has given over to him there. Bless them in a mighty way, Father. I pray. I just commit them all to you, even the service that he would preach. Lord, later on, undertake each and every brother and sister, Lord, that has faithfully come, Father. Some wonderful... They rose their voices, Father. They picked up their hands. They came to the house of God and played music, Lord. Lord, honor them for that, dear God. Bless them. They created an atmosphere, Lord, that some child can get saved, Father. That some, um, uh, uh, someone could get redeemed or somebody could get healed, Father. They took their uh, place positionally, Lord, and came faithfully, Father. We appreciate that, Lord. Bless them for that, dear God. My brother Panyana as well, dear God, Father, just... Uh, finding that channel, dear God, uh, that was so needed, Father. It, it, it didn't just take automatically in autopilot, Father. It took sacrifice, Father. It took prayer. It took getting up at night and studying, Father. It took His virtue out, dear Lord Jesus. And then, Father, uh, honor Him for His needs as well, Lord. He has special needs, Father. My prayers, dear God, honor Him for that. Bless Him for that, dear God. And may He see also the results, dear God, of being so faithful, Father. We just committed all to you, Father, this morning in the lovely and sweet name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 That's why I say, just to share with you, Brad Shetty, what you are saying, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a little bit difficult one. I mean, um, when we talk about a funeral, the person is a pastor here in Whitbank, and uh, brothers all over, they were looking for location from me, um, and I didn't know it. I have to go and ask. It, it was, it was something that it, it, it was not good for me. And, and even yesterday, they didn't leave me. And I was there, they say, Brampanya, you know who cooked here for this uh, funeral? People move, coming from Limpopo, from Pretoria, Jovek, they came and prepared and cooked and did everything while I'm here in Wittbank for a man that is a message pastor. It's, it's, it's such an indictment on me to say, yeah. Okay, I raised my hands. I, I repent, honestly. I, I, I did. 
It, it wasn't a very good one. But it wasn't that I was condemned. He was in love just to say, hey, brother, certain things we are not doing them right. And then, um, I was already, oh, oh, <laughs> I was already, this message was already being prepared. Now I couldn't, because we took time there, I couldn't change it. Say, hey, but I can't be talking about something that I'm not leaving it actually, according to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but it was prepared and I was tired yesterday when we left there around past five and I said I don't have a choice. I have to confess myself. But it was it was it was something else. But God bless you. It's let's sing some uh, you know, I I always say the day I got uh, time to preach, that one I will ask for it. I I I I Sunday again. So continue to pray for us and then while we pray for you and we pray for one another. God bless you.
Let's go, 